Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Love is Everywhere, the podcast, the show where I give comedians assignments of things that are supposed to make you happier, and then we talk about it, and we find out how it went. Today's guest, buddy, it's Rebecca Reeds. I am so excited to have her on the show. Uh, her assignment was all about remembering to just take a couple of deep breaths every day. If you were listening to uh, uh, our recent episodes, you've probably heard me mention this a couple times. This is a very necessary thing right now. Just take a couple of deep breaths. There's a lot going on. Just take a minute. Just take a couple of deep breaths. Fill your lungs with some sweet, 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 sweet air. Uh, <laughs> couldn't be more simple than that. Uh, just, uh just love talking to Rebecca. Rebecca's fantastic. Um, one way that you 100% absolutely right now definitely need to go support her is go and buy her album. Uh, it's called Buddy. Uh, you can find it on iTunes, Spotify. Basically, wherever you're currently listening to this podcast, you can probably find Rebecca's album. You've already got the app open. What are you doing? Don't waste any time. It's probably not even going to stop playing this podcast. You could be downloading this while you're listening. Wouldn't that be nice? And then when you're done have a fantastic album to listen to. Uh, seriously, her album is really, really amazing. One of the best comedy albums that I've listened to in many, many years. Uh, and I have her jokes stuck in my head all of the time. So go do that to yourself. <laughs> uh, if you want to support her on uh, social media, you can go follow her at Rebecca Reads. If you want to support this podcast, you can like, rate, subscribe, uh, do other things that podcasts like you to do, you know? Uh, you can leave us a review. You can follow me on social media at, at Hamiltrace. And in the meantime, please enjoy this conversation with Rebecca Reeds. Hi. Rebecca Reeds. Hey, ahoy. Hello, hello. Thank you for being here. Yeah, no problem. No problem. I'm uh, literally not doing anything ever. Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. So uh, we start with an honest, how are you? So oh. how are you for real? Oh, okay. Uh, are we recording already? Is this happening? Yeah, we're, we're doing it. Okay, great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I didn't even realize. I'm not even warm. Well, because the, the how are you is such an important part of it, and I'd hate to waste it oh. in a preamble before we start recording. I so. see. So you want like a real... Yeah, like want, for real. You want a, how are a you? COVID? How are you? Yeah. Oh, uh, teetering. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, just regularly teetering uh, mm -hmm. on the brink. You know, it's good. It's it's okay though. I my situation can be much <laughs> worse. Um, I'm grateful for a lot of things, and you know, we're just taking it day by day. Yep. <laughs> I, I hear that. Can I ask you honestly how you are doing? Is that a thing? Can we you do that? Can. Yes, you can. You can. Um, yeah. How am I doing? I'm doing okay. I'm a bit stressed today. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a cold. Okay. Which used to be just a benign annoyance of life, <laughs> but is now, uh, you know, an, uh, an endless pit of uh fear and paranoia so and we're sh we're sure it's a cold we're good <laughs> we're pretty sure that it's a cold i haven't been tested yet mm -hmm. um i'm going to be um i'm pretty sure that it's just a cold i only even feel like i maybe 30 to 40 percent even am in the cold yeah you know? oh, okay i see what you're saying you can still taste everything so you're probably fine. i can still taste everything i can still smell stuff i don't have a fever i just have like sniffles and sneezing yeah. and a little bit of a cough but it's very mild yeah cool all right well that's not too bad yeah. although you're you it's can't the problem is you can't go out in public really because the second no. you go out and you, you have, can't do anything well, you can't hard cough in public right now there's no, no way <laughs> they will no. throw you off the bus okay you are not allowed to yeah. be in a public space currently <laughs> i had groceries delivered today for the first time oh yeah that's fancy I felt very fancy. That is fancy. That's very fancy. I think the moment I felt the fanciest was when they couldn't find one of my items. Mm -hmm. And then they send you a message being like, hey, we didn't have this. Is it okay if we get this instead? And I was like, yes, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, thank you for... <laughs> there's a like It just very, very much connected for me. Like There is a physical person, a person at a store right now 
walking the aisles and picking up all of the things that I have requested. Mm-hmm. You just picture them with an <laughs> and iPad. And sought my approval. Is it okay if we get the other chickpeas? Is that okay, <laughs> my queen? Oh my god. Yeah, that's the life, right? That's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. See, we're doing okay. We're we're alive. We're all right. right. There are bright spots to everything. Yes, I have a cold. Yes, that it's kind of a weird time to have a cold. Uh, but I got the experience of uh, having servants. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. <laughs> no, man, I've had bad allergies because like anytime the seasons change like immediately and I know it's allergies, right? Because the second I take an allergy pill, I'm fine. Uh, but yeah, I was on a show the other night and I like, had, I, I couldn't hold it. Like I had to, like I hard coughed and I was like, I'm sorry, everybody. I am just so deeply sick. It's just, you know, <laughs> just so sick all the time. Yeah. Very bad. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I think, I think we're all feeling, uh, really some kind of way right now. Oh so. yeah. It's just universal. You know what I mean? Yeah, the documentaries don't help. <laughs> no. No, they don't. But you keep going anyway. You want to know more. You just want to dig just yeah. into the hole. Why not? I can tell very much uh, how I'm doing and what my mental health is like at the moment based on what I'm watching a lot of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right now I'm watching a lot of <laughs> I'm watching a lot of crime documentaries that I've already seen. <laughs> oh dang. So I'm like, ooh, that's a new level. Like, what is that? Well, <laughs> what is that? There's mean? like a thing with that, right? Where like if you're you rewatch stuff that you've already watched, it's like mentally soothing because you already yes. you you don't have the same anxiety about it because you already know what happens. So it's just mm-hmm. like it's like really calming to watch that. Like I've been, I think I've watched every season of Bob's Burgers like six times already. Yeah, like I just keep watching it. It's my. It's like this. This show is is so soothing to me. Because it does not, it, it's not based in any reality. You know what I mean? It's not anything I, that could happen to me. So that's perfect. Yeah, during the beginning of this whole thing, I was going back and re-watching shows. I wasn't watching anything that I hadn't already seen. Oh, yeah, of course. And Aside from Tiger yeah, King, was, I watched Tiger King. Aside from Tiger King, I watched that for sure. Um, oh. But, you know, I'm big in the Tiger world, so, like, that was also nothing I haven't seen before, so... <laughs> <laughs> dude that was the craziest shit i've ever watched i can't believe that i watched it all in one night one night like it was just like oh like let's just start this and then all of a sudden it was like 4 a.m and my mind <laughs> was messed up like i was like what is life what is do we exist what's happening it's the craziest shit i've ever watched <laughs> have, have i ever told you about the time that i convinced someone that I was a lion tamer no but I would I don't know why I would 100% believe that from you like like if you were a stranger to me and you told me that just like I don't know there's something about you that I do believe that could be real (laughs) I just give off a a lion taming energy (laughs) no like you have like an energy that you would be like good with animals okay okay you would be good in any situation like you have a calming presence that i think those people need to have to be able to like get these animals to do what they want but then i think it's like a proper you know what i mean (laughs) i did say in one of my messages to this person that it's not so much about taming the animal as the mutual respect between you and the cat see there you go that's what i'm talking about (laughs) that's exactly what i'm talking about i would not have that locked and loaded you know what i mean you had that ready to go see (laughs) <laughs> i'll tell you oh boy should we get into your assignment yeah sure i'm very excited to hear about this one because this is something that came up a couple episodes ago in a conversation with somebody else about a different assignment mm-hmm. and when we were talking about it i was like oh this would be like a very good assignment for somebody and i think a pretty manageable one to fit into your routine even though it was a daily practice so I'm curious to hear how this went. The assignment that I gave you was that you had to take five deep breaths every day. So yeah, this assignment came up um, a couple of episodes ago in a conversation with somebody else about a different assignment. Mm -hmm. And when we were talking about it, because I was saying this is something that I've been trying to get myself to do um, daily if I can, but Mm -hmm. it's a little thing that I've introduced recently that's actually made like a noticeable difference. Um, But the assignment that I gave you was that you had to take five deep breaths at some point in the day every day yeah how did that go 
It was really easy to do, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I have problems with time management. So when I don't pressure myself, I'm a lot more likely to achieve it. So like if I'm not in my head of like, oh, I have to do this like at noon every day. Cause like, then if I skip noon, you know what I mean? It just snowballs for me. I can't yeah. handle it. If it's, if it's set for a time, then once that time window passes, you're like, now I can't even do it because I was supposed to do it back then. And then you're yeah. just and burdened this has by be- all of the guilt and shame that you feel for not having done it at the time that you were supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So having something like this that you could do at any point in the day when it, and just call on it whenever it was needed. Yeah. So it was like, I'd be like taking out the law, you know what I mean? I'd be doing the laundry and in the middle of it, I'd be like, oh, I haven't done that Mm -hmm. today yet. And it was funny that you asked me to do that one because that's actually advice that I give comedians when they're freaking out. Mm -hmm. Um, So like a lot of the times, you know what I mean? Because like, I don't know, I've got, I've done a lot of like auditions by this point, that sort of thing. Because like, I'm I'm like nine years in. Um, So when I see somebody new freaking freaking out because they're you know what I mean they're auditioning for JFL or whatever they're doing I'm always just like okay just like for a second I'm like I know this sounds dumb but just like I need you to take five deep breaths like really focus on them just really just because it it makes you more present like it just makes you aware of where you are it makes you because sometimes like you're you feel like you are your anxiety in a moment like that like it just like it it takes you away Mm -hmm. um and if you can just breathe through it it'll actually like it will physically calm you down at least a little bit you know what I mean it's not going to hurt you to do it it might not it's it, it might not cure what you're feeling or completely suppress whatever's happening but it'll make you feel at least a bit better and a bit more in control and a bit more like the observer of what's happening uh like Mm -hmm. like you said uh, you kind of think that you are your anxiety instead of the thing that's observing that you're experiencing anxiety. Yeah, exactly. So doing something like this that grounds you back in your body is like being the, th- even just being the thing that's observing your breaths mm-hmm. reminds mm-hmm. you like, oh, right, yes, I am, <laughs> I'm the thing observing all of this stuff happening. Yeah, and it also just reminds you that you are in control of your own body. Like, it gives you that control back a little bit. Because when you have anxiety, that's when you're losing control, right? You're you're losing your breath or your stomach hurts or whatever. It, it acts differently for different people. Maybe you can't feel your arms, whatever it is, um, whatever that anxiety means to you. Uh, when you start consciously breathing, because we're breathing all the time, right? But we're not consciously doing it. And the second you start paying attention to it, it makes you realize that you are actually in control of the motions, the the like the physicality of your own mm-hmm. body. And by being able to execute that in that moment, it kind of grounds you and you're like, okay, yes, like if I want to walk forward, I will walk forward. I am in charge. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm in charge of my whole body so I can kind of at least get some of this under control. You know what I mean? Like I can get that pit in my stomach, like locked down a little bit or whatever it is. You can just, you know, pull it back. It also has uh, like a physical impact on your body. Like there's lots and lots of research to support all of these different kinds of breathing techniques having noticeable physical effects on your body. So there are breathing techniques Mm. that help with uh, digestion. Um, Taking deep breaths will lower your blood pressure, uh, lower the cortisol levels in your body, which is like the stress hormone. Mm -hmm. All of this different stuff. I was just watching this TED talk. I wrote this stuff down to talk to you about but uh, I was just watching this TED talk about breathing and he goes through these three different breathing techniques that are for different purposes mm-hmm. and uh, like I've watched a lot of this stuff and uh, I, I don't know I the the TED talks about breathing are an are an interesting category into themselves like <laughs> the fact that they're a category at all <laughs> is amazing yeah. you know what I mean like I would think that's one and yeah. no so there's there you go <laughs> like there's a genre of TED talks that is breathing and that's very there's funny to me them. there's a lot of them and most of them to be honest are just a 20 minute video of somebody being like breathing is important oh okay <laughs> <laughs> And it's not one of those ones that you walk out and you're like, oh, man, you got to see this TED talk. Did you know breathing is important? <laughs> it's not like that. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but this t- TED talk about breathing was very well done. The speaker was really good. And he focused on these three different techniques that you use for different purposes. So one is uh, what he called coffee breathing, uh, whiskey breathing, and water breathing. Oh, okay. So... There are three different breathing techniques that are used for different purposes. So 
uh, water breathing is like, it's like water. You can use this whenever you need to, um, use it all the time, like it'll calm you down, bring you back to balance. Uh, so like if you're feeling anxiety or anything, use this technique any time that you need to come back to center. Uh, so that one is you inhale for a count of four and then you exhale for a count of four and you do that 10 times um, and all through your nose. Then there's uh, whiskey breathing, which is for sleep. So uh, he's like whiskey breathing. Think of it like having whiskey. Like you don't want to have a lot of whiskey all day long because that's going to have all kinds of effects on your body. And uh, but it'll help you occasionally. It's fine as like something to use in moderation. So for that one, it's you inhale for a count of four and then you exhale for a count of eight and you do that 10 times. Uh, and it's supposed to be something that you basically just do before you fall asleep. And huh. that breathing technique will put you to sleep, which is interesting. Uh, and then there's coffee breathing, which is like, it's like coffee, you know, it's for energy. But it's something that you also don't want to do more than like two or three times a day, like as much as you would have a cup of coffee. You don't want to do it more than that because it'll apparently this kind of breathing technique, if you do it too much, will kind of mess with your digestion it'll sort of mess with your body in the same way that coffee will. You'll feel like jittery, maybe a little nervous, like your stomach might be a little upset if you do this one too much, but it's, uh, it's only exhaling, which is weird. So you just do 20 exhales, like little short little puffs, sort of like you're having a series of 20 very small sneezes. I think I've heard some actors doing that exercise. Right? <laughs> exactly. You've been in an audition room? Jesus, Murphy. Yeah. So that's yeah. what they're doing. They're doing coffee breathing. So uh, you do 20 exhales and you do three rounds of that for coffee breathing. So it's just like 20 times. We're just breathing out little short sneezes. I don't know um, if I have the lung capacity for that. I know, right? I'm like, I don't even like a full, a full lung full isn't doing 20 little exhales. 20 seems high. Maybe <laughs> it I'm- does seem high. But yeah, it was interesting to me though of like, oh yeah, like breathe, you think of breathing as being like, okay, this is something for calming, mm -hmm. something for relaxing. But it was interesting that there was that coffee one in there as well, that you can use it you to like, it. I just love anything where you can like tweak and manipulate your body like <laughs> yeah, like we're computers and there's hacks yeah exactly <laughs> like, i love anything anything that gives me more of a sense of control over oh, my, yeah. my own state i love that i love knowing like oh yeah i could just like take do 20 exhales three times <laughs> power myself up like i'm a superhero <laughs> exactly <laughs> I would love to see an athlete do that. You know what I mean? Like that's their big, you know what I mean? You're going to go do the long jump or something. And they're like, hold on, got to do, got to do my breaths. You know yep. what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I think we should all start doing that. I love that this is something that you've given as advice to other people in the past. Yeah, that's no, funny. absolutely. I think it's like, it's it's the only thing that I like fit, like knew how to do. You know what I mean? It was the mm -hmm. only thing that I'm like, okay, like I know I can. There's other methods, and like I'm a, I've been going to therapy a bit now, so like I have different ways of dealing with different things. But that's always like the base one. You know what I mean? Like that's that's level one. This is super easy. Everybody can. You don't have to visualize anything. You don't have to go somewhere. You don't have mm -hmm. to have like a rhythm or whatever. You just have to like pay attention to what's going on with your body. Take a moment. Yep. And like it is a meditative practice, but it's not sitting down for a meditation. There is mm -hmm. no element of like you need to be focusing on your on your thoughts and keeping them neutral or anything like that. It's just take five deep breaths. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I find the other stuff hard to do because sometimes I'm like, this feels silly to me. Mm -hmm. I know that sounds ridiculous because I'm by myself. Like I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm just like whatever in, in my office or whatever it is, but I still feel like I'm like, is this doing anything? Am I, is this ridiculous? Like, yeah. I, I don't know. And I'm in my own head about it, which is so dumb. <laughs> but you know i feel like we all have this psychology that we're all being watched now or something you know what yeah I mean? that's true actually i didn't uh, even think of that element of it but yeah we're so used to being constantly on display mm -hmm. for everybody that it makes it difficult to even know how to behave when we're alone yeah or that it's okay to have you know what i mean like it's just okay to live in that space and like 
if you want to be silly, you can, or like, sometimes I'll even force myself to be silly. Cause I'm like, that'll, I, I don't know. It just, it makes, it, it grounds me in a way. You know what I mean? Like uh, if nobody's home, like I'm just going to put on some music and I'm going to dance, not like fun day. Like I'm going to dance to be ridiculous, yeah. like in, in a manner that would be, uh, that would be embarrassing if somebody was watching me. You know what I, I mean? I love like, that so much. I am so behind that. Oh yeah. You gotta do that. You know what I mean? Especially if I feel like, cause sometimes I can feel myself where I'm like, Hmm on the edge right now you know what I mean like I'm not feeling good mm-hmm. feeling a little too serious didn't want to get out of bed this morning so um I everybody has their phone near them right like my thing is I'll put on music like instead of like laying in bed and like you know streaming through Facebook or whatever I'll still do that but you can f- catch yourself sometimes and if you catch yourself then recognize that moment and go okay I'm gonna get up and if you don't feel like getting up, put on a really peppy song, like put on a song that you would love to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like just your song. Everybody's got their jams. Okay. Put on a little jam, but tell yourself you don't have to get up. You're just going to put on the jam. You know what I mean? You're going to rock to the jam, but you got to listen to the full song. And then that kind of allows you to like, you're like, ah, maybe, maybe I'll get up. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll make a coffee or something or whatever. And even if you can just get a little pep in your stuff, that's like enough to get the ball rolling a bit. You know what I mean? It's kind of like if you're going to go work out, like anytime I wouldn't want to go work out, I would tell myself, I just have to put the clothes on. Mm -hmm. I'm like, just put the clothes on. And if you put the clothes on and you don't, you still don't want to go, then don't go. And I would, and honestly, there were a few times where I did do that. I put it on. I was like, no, you know, screw it today. I don't need Mm -hmm. this. Um, But most of the time I'd put them on and I go, wow, they're already on. You know, I guess I got to go to the gym, you know? I think Uh, that's a huge thing for trying to get yourself to do almost anything especially if you're a person who lives with depression mm-hmm. it, it's very difficult to not look at a chain of events and yeah. just look at the thing in front of you right mm-hmm. like with the example of going to the gym it would be like oh I have to get up and then I have to put the clothes on and then I have to go there and then I have to do it and it's gonna be hard and then when I get home I have to take a shower and then like I have to do laundry like you go you Go on a chain, right? If you just get yourself to do the first thing, that's great. Even if it's just like, uh, especially during these times where I think people who maybe had never experienced depression in their lives before now are starting to sort of feel some of the feels of depression, even if they're not like depressed. You might have like a lack of motivation not finding as much joy in things, you know, some of that mild stuff sort of creeping in. Uh, So I think that it's a helpful reminder to like, yeah, just look at the first thing. Like, even if it's just like, hey, I'm having a lot of trouble getting out of bed today. Just be like, you just have to get dressed. Yeah. You just have to get dressed and like give yourself permission to do very little. I think. Oh, yeah. I've been doing so little. (laughs) Right? So little. (laughs) Giving yourself the permission to do not a lot uh, is very freeing, and you'll probably end up doing more because you'll be beating yourself up less. It's like what we were talking about earlier about, like, oh, I was supposed to do that thing at this time, and now that time has passed. So now I'm just going to (laughs) hide. Yeah. Like, you just like convince yourself that it's ruined. Mm -hmm. Like, I do that all the time. I'm like, oh, well, I didn't do it exactly the way that it needed to get done. So it's ruined now. And it's like, no, you know what? If you did 10 sit ups every day, it's better than doing zero. Like, you just got to do, do a little bit. It's better than nothing. And then just be fine with that. And like the same thing with, with, you know, getting up in the morning, sometimes it's just like convince yourself that you're going to do something fun. Even if it's just something fun that you are like, this will just make me feel better. Just go do that. Yeah. You don't have to be productive. Fuck it. I think you don't realize how much the little things uh, really affect and push you like something like just getting dressed in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you tell yourself like, okay, I'm struggling to get out of bed today. I just have to get dressed. And then after you get dressed, if you want to climb back into bed, that's fine. But put on person clothes. Get up and put on some real person clothes. Yeah. And then make the decision. (laughs) Well, you know, you can tell by the way I'm dressed right now. I I don't necessarily agree with that sentiment. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm dressed like I'm wearing person clothes on the top and non-person clothes on the bottom. I got my mom's, my mom knit me a sweater. I put that on. I was like, all right. Although to be fair, I did forget this was video. That's okay. You look great. (laughs) It's fine. It's 
fine. We're I believe we're pretty over it as a society yes. currently. Like I'm really not. I don't care. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. There's so many other things to worry about. To, I yeah. Like it's. It, I, I look fine. It's okay. <laughs> remember, remember when we had the luxury of judging others for their appearance? Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, just the dream. I yeah. always, yeah. my thing is, is that I'm, uh, I, I, I dream of the days where I didn't want to go out. Do you remember when that was like a hassle when yeah. like it, before you were like, oh, I, I, you I had a place have, to be, but yeah. you were like, oh, I don't really want to. I don't really want to you kick rocks, whatever. And now you're like, <laughs> I would love to do something, anything, please. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll all forget doing? about that. What I, have you been doing to keep yourself sane? So I, well, I play a lot of video games, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I play a lot of games. I, I watch a lot of TV. I, oh man, I also bought every plant known to man. There nice. is, there is every, I turned into that person. Like there is every plant in my, in my house right now. I have so many, I have like a majesty palm. I've got a monster. <laughs> I, I mean, I've just got them all there. My house looks like a spa right now. It's insane. I love that. I uh, was recently gifted a plant by my neighbor. Um, it's a spider plant, a baby mm-hmm. from his spider plant. And uh, I've kept it alive for a full two weeks so far. So, Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's, uh, that's the biggest achievement. I think it's just I've never lived in a place. This is going to sound sad. I've never lived in a place that had enough light to oh, that is keep sad. a plant yep. alive. Yep, that's, you know? yep. Absolutely. <laughs> that's very sad. I'm not a basement. I can't. I can't do it. Like, even if, like, if I was to move out of my place right now, like, I would pay an insane amount of money more not to live in a basement just because I know, like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm this close. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, I need to, I need to be above ground. I mentally cannot handle, um, and I respect those who can, man. Good for you. Yeah. Good I, for you. I grew up in a basement apartment. So Damn. I lived in a basement apartment from, like, six months old until I was 18 and moved out to university. Man, Do, it does depend on the basement, though. It does. Depends. The ceiling, the ceiling level is the most important. Okay, if you it's can, very key. If you can bang your head off things, we we shouldn't be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Although I'm I'm five foot four, so mm. if I found a ceiling that I was banging my head off, I would be like, "What is this dungeon?" <laughs> yeah, this isn't for people. This is no. this is the children's playhouse. Yeah. <laughs> It is just, we zoom out, it is just me in a children's playhouse. (laughs) Just kicking balls. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's great. So do you have any, like, uh, mindfulness practices that you use in your life, aside from occasional deep breaths? I I mean, I do. I I have a, I have like a play. Mm Not to sound corny, but I have a place. <laughs> I will not tell you what that place is to okay. sound even more corny. Okay. But uh, yeah, you kind of like, you know, you have your your mental spot, kind of, if that makes any sense. Um, because I like I, that, like a location that you find grounding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you have a mental spot that you kind of just, you know, project yourself in, and that. Um, although you don't want to like, you you really just want to focus on that when you're alone because um, you start doing that with other people around, it starts becoming a little problematic uh, because it is like supposed to be used to control disassociation and you shouldn't disassociate, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's a, uh, there's a whole dynamic going on there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like stuff like that. I mean, otherwise, just like general, I, I, don't, I don't know if I have any like mindful, it's more for me of like anxiety management. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which if that a makes lot of any those sense. Thi- a lot of those things are mindfulness practice by oh, technicality. Yeah. So uh like mindfulness would be defined as uh how would I how do I de- define mindfulness? It would be uh, like paying attention without judgment. So like keeping a neutral mm-hmm. attitude. Oh, so okay. uh like a common technique that's recommended for people with anxiety is just to label the feeling you're having. Just be like, Oh yeah, I am experiencing anxiety. Mm -hmm, This mm -hmm. is anxiety that I'm feeling or like I'm feeling fear and just name the emotion. And that is a mindfulness practice. You're not saying it is bad that I am feeling fear. You're just saying I am feeling fear Mm -hmm. from a neutral place. (laughs) 
neutral fear. Neutral fear. <laughs> I like that. Neutral, you know, I'm having some neutral fear right now. <laughs> That's the new name of this podcast. Neutral fear. With neutral fear. Yeah. Oh my God. That'd make a good band name, actually. Yeah. That's not bad. Neutral fear. That is actually, yeah, that would be a really, really good band name. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you. You don't come across those. Well, I mean, you come across a lot of good band names, actually. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any other stuff. Because I'm sure there's stuff that I do that I'm, like, unaware. Of. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there, there's a lot of self-care shit that I do. Like, I'm a big, like, you know, love to, if I'm having a real spike in anxiety, love to have a bath. Why yeah. not? You know what I mean? Make it good. Get some candles, some salts maybe some oils, who knows, get crazy. And uh, yeah, put on some music or something. Just, you know what I mean? Just have a soak, especially now that we're getting into the weather where that's like, you can get a chill. You know what I mean? Mm. You get that bone chill going and you're like, I need a warm like, bath. Yes. I need hot, still water in a tub. And then you just sit in there until you're unthawed. I love a bath, but I also struggle every time I get into the bath to keep myself in the bath, even though I enjoy it. Oh, well, you're a bath person. You might need to find... No, I I enjoy baths, and I I take them Mm semi-regularly, but every time I get in, I make myself look at the time, and then I tell myself, you have to stay in for at least this amount of time. That's so funny. Like because last I know night, that when I get in there, I'm like, ha, ah, like I, like I, I make yeah. it real nice, you know. Mm-hmm. Like I, I set up a really nice bath. I've got a bath pillow mm-hmm. for the tub, so luxurious, you know. I put a little essential oils in there, some Epsom salts, you know, make it nice. I get in, I get it just the right temperature. I like lean back and I go, ah. okay, now what? And then I'm like oh. fidgety. I'm like I have trouble relaxing. You don't like to be in that space. Yeah, yeah I don't okay, like to I have to sit still. Yep. So it's actually like a very important thing for me to do, mm-hmm. to take baths so that I get more practice making myself sit still. Oh, man, I wish I had that issue. That is not, <laughs> that's not my, like, some days I'm like, I have not moved from the couch. <laughs> okay, I, I have, have those days too, definitely. changed location in a very long time. But it's usually, like, the moments that I am, uh, I want to say at rest, but that doesn't fully describe it. But, like, the moments that I am sitting still are very rarely moments that I have chosen to sit still. I see. Where I'm like, oh, it's the healthy thing to sit Mm -hmm. still right now. It's usually when I'm like, I'm hiding from my feelings and the world. And I'm just going to sit on this couch and I'm never, ever going to (laughs) leave. Oh, no. Yeah. Love a good bath. Good bath cry. Oh, Mm. can't get it. Oh, right. The tears can go wherever they want. You're not getting anything wet. (laughs) I always feel like I'm in a romantic comedy or something. I'm like, this is that there's something just so romantic about this for sure just balling my eyes out in a bathtub with scented oils what do you think are the most romantic places to cry mm, is, bath in the, is the bath in the top three we'll do top three top three yeah bathtub for sure okay um in the rain obviously yes I mean, that's just of course in the rain yep. um and I would probably say the other one's got to be like a mountaintop or something. You know what I mean? It's got to be like mm, crying on a, a mountain. Because you gotta, you gotta what sprinkle you in. On this mountain? No, no, no. That's gotta be. That's the good cry. That's the good cry. You know what I mean? Because you gotta sprinkle in a good cry one too, oh, right? Like a cry about like, like the a, beauty of the earth. The, and, yeah, and like and I climbed the, this like, mountain and I whatever. did it. I climbed this mountain, and yet I'm mm-hmm. just such a small cog in the machine that is this beautiful world. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, that's one of those. You got to have one of those in the mix, yeah. right? Okay. And very important. And that's still romantic. So there you go. When was the last time you had a beautiful world cry? Oh. A, like a moved to tears. I mean, okay, this is really, I, I like, I think I spent like the first half of my life not crying ever like thinking it was bad <laughs> and then the second half I was like fuck it let's just do it as much as we want yeah make up um, for the last time I am a big like music crier like uh mm. there's something like chill it you know what I mean like it just it hits me you know what I mean? it, especially 
um, things where it's like, uh, where there's no lyrics, there's a lot of room for interpretation. You can really make it, you know what I mean? Anything like mm-hmm. classical or anything like that. Um, so like all, all have a good life's beautiful cry on, on, on a song. You know what I mean? I could just be walking out. I could be at a mall. And all of a sudden, a certain song comes on in the shuffle, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, here we go. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? That is, of course, the behavior of a very stable person. Um, just crying in a mall, you know, as, as we do. Women be shopping. Okay, they were not lying. Women be shopping. Oh, man. Yeah. No, I've cried in a mall. I've cried That's in a great. few malls. That's great. <laughs> No, I'm not afraid. I'll cry now. I'll cry down. I, I especially, honestly, the second we hit quarantine, I'm like, girl, you cry as much as you want. You're loud. Okay. Yeah. You have all the cries you want. Okay. We cry See, private, but cry as much body, as you want. My body, like, uh, I have, I have a weird relationship with crying mm. where, uh, I can't do it when I need to. Oh, I used to feel that way too. It's I used like, to feel that way. Uh, uh, if some if there's some sort of crisis or some sort of like emotionally charged situation, my brain goes into not like not quite survival mode, but it's like like okay we ne- we need to be totally together. Yeah, it's like my brain recognizes like oh we're in a stressful situation right now. Okay, shut down all of the emotional a- like offices in this in this building. We just need to do. We need yeah. to get get through it. So emotions are just going to get in the way. Charge ahead. And then I, I'll clock moments where I'm like, oh, I'm feeling really like I need some sort of release right now. And I'll have to be like investigating it for a minute before yeah. I realize like, oh, I need to cry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's so funny. <laughs> I, I I recognize that exact, like, I used to be the exact same way. I would say in the last couple of years, I've really changed. Like, I really feel like I just, like, let it go now. Like, I could just, you know what I mean? I'd have mm-hmm. a quick, quick cry, long cry, whatever. You know what I mean? Just That's let good. it out. But I used to, like, literally schedule cries. Like, I used to, like, schedule them. They were quarterly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Four times a year. I'd have to have a cry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't know if that's, like, hormonal or what that is. And I would just gear up the set. Like, shit I knew was going to make me cry. You know what I mean? i just, like, listen to an Adele album and then the watch the Fold in Our Stars. I would just, mm-hmm. like, line it all up of, like, how can <laughs> I just get, get myself there? What do I need? You know what I And, yeah, I would just line up a bunch of stuff, have an afternoon where I would cry. I would feel better. And then we would continue on. And now I don't need to do that anymore because I just do it when I need to do it. That's great. I hope that I get to that place. I think I think you can. I think we all can. You know what I mean? I don't know what the what the difference was to I think maybe it was just that I figured out the source of why I was ashamed of those feelings or why I felt mm-hmm. like I shouldn't do that. And as soon as I figured that out, I was like, well, I think we could we can cry now. It's fine. Like I it's think it, just it's let it rip. The opposite direction for me like you said for the first half of your life no crying Mm. shut it down and then the second half of your life you're releasing more I'm like the opposite I was a big crier as a kid for sure crying Uh. all the time about everything super sensitive kid and then the second half of my life uh shut it all down (laughs) like okay do you think you can pinpoint the most? Not that I'm asking you what that is, because oh, that's curious. probably a that's a super personal question. But if you can pinpoint the moment where you think that flipped, and like what events happen surrounding that, you might be able to even reverse some of that because that sounds like that specifically sounds like something or some mm. most likely someone or a group of people maybe or like yeah. someone you loved shut you down in a way that made you reverse something and now you just live with that and you don't know where that you know what I mean mm-hmm. and if you can pinpoint it generally you can like at least tweak it a bit it's true I don't know if there's a a specific moment for me but I definitely do remember sort of a general time when like I realized that uh people noticed that I cried more than other people, which I didn't notice. Ah, Like I thought I was crying just as much as everybody else was. And then 
maybe there was and an then embarrassment. I being frequently referred to as being like very sensitive or oh well that's it for sure there you yeah. go oh, oh we've, and like we found I remember it. 10 seconds <laughs> I used to uh uh I I was a very good good kid like I was well behaved in school and <clears throat> stuff didn't cause a lot of trouble didn't get in trouble with teachers very often but uh anytime that I would get yelled at by a teacher I would instantly start crying just bawling sobbing crying totally uncontrollable because I never got yelled at at home my mom is like a very like mousy person very mm. soft-spoken like if there was something that I was doing that she didn't want me to do it would be like oh please don't do that you know <laughs> Like, <laughs> she's very, very sweet. That's so nice. I love that. It's very nice, but it meant that, like, I was never yelled at at home, never around people yelling. So then it was very jarring to have, like, a teacher snap at me or But it's also, it like, well, there, there's something within that that's interesting, I think, because... I feel like we're inclined to be like, oh, well, because I didn't experience it at home. It's like, no, it's actually kind of messed up to be yelled at by a teacher actually <laughs> like actually like the problem there might actually just be the yelling <laughs> and not that your parents were good people like it might actually just be that because to be honest with you like I just I never understood the mentality of like an adult person like unless somebody is in danger like mm -hmm. unless because sometimes that happens you know what I mean like yeah like yelling like, to stop a kid from like walking out into the street yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, that's, like that's an emergency. Reasonable. But like, mm -hmm. if there's, if, if somebody needs to be punished, especially within a classroom situation, at no point should a teacher be screaming at a child or yelling yeah. at a child. So I don't think that's a you thing. Like I, like yelling is aggressive to, I think most people. And if it's not to that. you, it's like, that's a problem yeah that's yeah. actually maybe more of a problem than what you're experiencing which is a normal reaction to <laughs> an adult being threatening yeah. right I remember, I remember once uh in grade I want to say grade six mm -hmm. yeah it was grade six and uh we had a teacher I think it was maybe her first or second year teaching like she was uh freshly out of teacher's college a young teacher and I know that that's stressful but uh I think I may have actually talked about this on the, her on the podcast before because she really stuck with me, but she seemed to like weirdly attach herself to like the like quote unquote popular kids. Oh, that's gross. In the class, like Ooh. she was very clearly like expressing some of her issues from school. Yeah. Like either she was a popular kid or she was like very much not a popular kid and was like seeking approval from the children who were popular. Sorry, what grade is this? Did you grade say six? Oh dang! Okay, it was really, it was a really strange thing, and that's uh, weird because I gotta tell you, I've never met a person in grade six and been like that kid's sick. You know what right? I mean? Like, right? They're kids. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like they're, they're they're kids. Like it was just, weird. There's no, there should be no social hierarchy here. Yeah. This is mad. They're children. Yeah. So uh, one day, like she's trying to get the attention of the class and. Uh, like it had been like a free exercise time where we were working on something and like everybody was talking. So every person in the class is talking and I'm talking to my friend beside me and she's trying to get the attention of the class and I guess people aren't listening and she just screams at me like, Tracy, stop talking and like starts yelling at me and I start bawling my eyes out and I'm hugely embarrassed because by this point like mm -hmm. it's grade six like it's weird to cry <laughs> oh yeah you know like it's, it's a weird, weird to thing. do anything in grade six it's yeah, weird it's, to do anything you do anything slightly yeah and uh and like I'm not proud of it and she's like Tracy stop crying like it's fine because oh, that helps yeah because that helps that helps every and I'm time like, yeah I don't want to be doing this either like we're on the same page here mm -hmm. um both of us would like for me to stop crying of course. And, yeah, of course. And so whatever, the year goes on. Yeah. And then at the very end of the year, uh, we were doing some kind of group project or something. And she had said like, okay, so everybody get into groups of four. And I want you to get into groups with people that you haven't done group projects with before. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I always hated the like pick your own groups 
oh, moments in everybody school. Everybody does. It's the instant worst. stress. It's the do worst. Do this for me. You know Never. who hangs out with who. Why? Why would you do this? Why? Take the reins, teacher. You're the yeah. authority in the room. Yeah. Do not make me into this <laughs> social pressure ball. Please. Like I, oh, it's I, the worst experience in the world. So, no. don't uh, like it. I'm like a very timid person with approaching other people. Mm-hmm. Um which is my own issues of not feeling like, you know, wanted or belonging and things like that. So I tended to just be like, okay, I'll just like let everybody pick and then I'll just be in whatever group is left over or needs a person. Oh no. Yeah. So I continually ended up in the same group, right? Like (laughs) the same people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so this was the last project of the year. So like we all pick the groups. It's the exact same groups that uh, we've done for every project. Mm-hmm. And this was the only time that she had said, pick people who aren't, who you haven't worked with before. So I went up to the teacher and I was like, hey, Miss Griffin, like I uh, sort of <laughs> out you there, Miss Griffin. If you're listening, I doubt you are. You definitely don't remember who I am. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I go up and I'm like, excuse me, Miss Griffin, like um, I've worked with these people the last couple projects. Would it be okay if I went in this group instead? And she's like, um, and like, she turns her head and I sneeze. Mm -hmm. And then she turns back around and sees my watery eyes from having just sneezed. And she goes, she rolls her eyes so big at me. And she goes, oh my God, Tracy, you don't have to cry about it. Fine. You could be in that group. And gave me so much attitude. I was like, I wasn't crying. (laughs) I, oh my God. No, this teacher's like. I know. That's not, none of that's correct. Okay, just none of that is correct. I'm not saying, like, listen, being a teacher's hard. You know what I mean? I'm sure some days. Like like everybody. teacher. It's like the end of her first year of teaching. I totally get it. It's a stressful job. You you come home, you, like, like everybody. You know what I mean? You go to work, you come home, and you're like, well, maybe I shouldn't, uh shouldn't have done some of that shit you know what I mean but you just walk up and you go the next day but to look at a child (laughs) I I just don't think I could roll my eyes at a child in that capacity that's like especially when they're showing emotion that's like you're gonna fuck that kid up yeah like I I'm sorry that's insane that's insanity that is uh pure lunacy I do not know um yeah I can see that was a loaded year. <laughs> that was a really. I could see why you have some issues surrounding mm-hmm. crying. I could understand that fundamentally. Yeah. So I think I started to get the hint of like, all right, this is not welcome. Okay. Which is sad because we should, I think we should definitely just like, I, I think it's way better just to let it rip. You know what I mean? You're feeling something, just like let it rip. I don't know. Absolutely. There is somewhere in between. In a a healthy capacity or like emotions that are fine to express on your own when you're alone. Oh, when you're alone, oh, let it fly. Absolutely always let it fly. Express your feelings, but never take your feelings out on another person. See, that's the thing is that's where I was going to, that's what was my little asterisk on that of like, okay, but also you cannot, because there's some people that do that. I hate that. It's just like they show up into a conversation and then, and it's not like, sometimes you got to talk about your problems. You know what I mean? Like I get, I, I, I have friends. I show up. I'm like, Hey, here's all my shit. Please listen to my shit. I need somebody just mm-hmm. to sort some of this out with me, please. Um, but there are other people that it, they show up and they have like an emotional breakdown, but I'm like, but we're not, we're, we're not there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just like, how is this every single time I see you? Some, you got to work some of this out by yourself. You know what I mean? You know, you, you got to tuck yourself away, do some things. Mm-hmm. If you're my best friend, you can absolutely do, you know what I mean? Like we've got close circles of friends, lean on me. Absolutely. If, if I don't know your last name, don't do this. Yeah, don't that's do this. a really good point. Don't do this. You know what I mean? You Please, never, for the love of God. No. Just just go cry somewhere else. Like, there's other places to cry. I'm not saying you shouldn't cry. Absolutely. Okay, but um, this thing where you show up and you dump, you know, all of your trauma on somebody else. You there's know what a, I mean? Also the thing of, like, you don't know where the person that you're dumping on is at right now. Yeah. And if they have the capacity to help you with this or listen to this or, like, where they're at in being able to handle the conversation that you're having at them. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, me and my friends, uh, I got this from my friend Katie. Uh, 
I have a couple of friends who we have the policy of uh, we we ask each other permission and we call it we call it being slimed by like <laughs> somebody's <laughs> emotional I love stuff, that. right? I love so that. that's great. Uh, we'll text each other like if we're having a hard time, we can text each other and be like, mm -hmm. "Can I slime you?" Or like, "Are you able to be slimed?" That's right now? great. Yeah, and then the other person has full authority to to say, "Nope, I can't be slimed today." Mm -hmm. Like. And, then, and then the other person's just like, yep, that's fine. Oh, that's great. I think that's, I'm, I'm going to try and adopt uh, something similar to that because I mm -hmm. feel, uh, I think we should all, we're all learning. You know what I mean? Like yep. there's stuff that I've even said you shouldn't do that I've absolutely done. Okay. You know oh, what I mean? Like, a, I catch ways that I'm a huge hypocrite all the time. All the time. So it's it's all about just like progressively getting better and yeah. knowing and, and knowing what you're feeling and knowing whether like... A, being very aware of other people's boundaries is like a huge thing. It's um, and nothing that I would ever think about prior to going to therapy. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Because that was the bit, one of the biggest things surrounding, um, you know, uh, like either traumatic events or whatever. Is it like, sure, you can discuss it with other people or if it's happened to them, they can discuss it with you. But you have to decide what they're comfortable with, like they have to tell you what they're comfortable with, but you also have to decide what you're comfortable with. Because like, sure, you want to be the shoulder, you know, for people to lean on, but sometimes it's not your fucking day, okay? Yeah. It's not and your day. Sometimes like, uh, if you aren't in a good spot to be listening to somebody's stuff, it might be worse for the other person for you to you be add. the one that's listening, right? Yep, yep, you because add in. you might not be able to help because you're not in a good spot. You might be adding to their stress or reacting to it, right? Give bad advice, you know what Give I mean? Give bad like, advice, exactly. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, uh, I want to say, like, two and a half years ago, I was going through, like, a really rough time. Mm -hmm. And, like, just like a a very short list of stuff that was going on. It was like, I had escaped a relationship with uh, my abusive alcoholic ex-boyfriend, um, had to leave my apartment very suddenly overnight because of that. We also worked together, so I had to quit my job. It was Damn. like, I was sleeping on a friend's floor and uh, like, it was a whole thing. I was like going through like a lot. And yep. like, it was a very transformative time for me. I feel like all of that stuff really catapulted me in a very positive direction in my life generally. But at the time, for some reason, I suddenly had so many people coming to me in crisis where like, I am, you know, like a caretaking person mm. and people do come to me and lean on me with their problems. And I have no problem with being that for people. But it was sort of like, I, I remember talking to my friend Ian about it and him saying like, yeah, I think what's happening is people are looking at you and being like, uh, like seeing that, you, that you're in the water, waving your arms in the air. And they're saying, oh, she has a lot of experience with drowning. We should ask her. Yeah, that's, a, that's absolutely something that happened. Did you watch um, I May Destroy You? No. Uh, that HBO show. Okay, there's a great, there's something in that that's uh, really speaks to your point in the sense of like the the whole storyline's about essentially this woman's sexual assault and her dealing with it. Um, it's great, by the way. It's like uh, I cannot recommend it highly enough. Like it's perfect television. What was it I think again? it's um, I may destroy you. It's destroy uh, Michaela Cole. She did uh, chewing gum. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's yeah. the same woman. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it is it is art. Like it is perfection. I'm gonna write um, it down as we're talking. Yes, you absolutely should watch that. It's brilliant. But there's a, there's a part in it where like she kind of becomes this spokesperson essentially, and pe in, even when she's walking in the streets, people come up to her and they're like, "This is what happened to me," and that's kind of what she gets. And she reaffirms that, like you know what I mean. She deals with it very well and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, as soon as you put your own trauma out there, everybody wants to tell you about their trauma. But yeah. the the thing that they don't think about is every time they mention it, you think about your own. Mm -hmm every time and then it's just like especially when you're on the heels of it you feel like you're just being burned again and again and again and again you're just being reminded of it and then it starts to feel like that's who you are like you are this trauma that is you live in the trauma that is who you are and it becomes your identity and that becomes very that's not a good place to be in that's not uh these events are not who you are this mm -hmm. you have to separate yourself and and reframe it and feel that you have not I don't know. I do you, do you get what I'm saying? I'm kind of yeah. on a, no, on no, a no. Roll I totally here, but yeah. know what you're saying. 
Yeah, you just, you become, you, you believe that you are your trauma and that's not, that can't be right because that's not, uh, that's not moving you forward and that's just fundamentally not who you are. You were a person before that and you are, you are a similar person after that. I'm not going to say you're the same person because it's, that's not how it works, but you, there is still a strong sense of you in there and just grab onto that. You know what I mean? Whatever that set means boundaries with people, tell people, like if they're coming to you and they're starting to slime mm-hmm. you. Just tell people like, hey, I'm like not really in a place to be able to help you with this right now. Yeah. Is there somebody else that you could lean on right now? Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. like there are ways to kindly do it. Like uh, that time two and a half years ago when I had like, I'm kind of glad that it was so many people coming to me with stuff and such big stuff as well. It was like people dumping huge like... D- giant crisis yeah. stuff like big emergency things mm-hmm. on me. like yeah big stuff yeah. and uh if it had just been one person knowing myself I probably still would have involved myself in their drama yeah. and tried to help them with their stuff and be- but because it was so many it was like okay it's very clear to me I do not like I barely have the energy to keep myself together right yeah. now I cannot be this for other people <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, so it forced me to practice setting boundaries with people and telling people no in a polite way and like figuring out how to steer it away. You know, like, yeah, some of these people too were like, d- are dear close friends of mine. It was just that I truly did not have the room to give them at the time. And so that's like, fair. Yeah. So it was like, let's figure out how to like, set healthy boundaries with people and how to frame this in a way that I don't feel like a mean person for telling them no. Well, that's also just a better way to maintain friendships, right? Yeah. Because if otherwise you, you're going to feel burdened by that friend or... You're going to resent them in a, in a certain capacity. And that's not... Like, sure, they should be aware of your situation or whatever, but some people don't... They, they just don't know that. It is... Mm-hmm. And we get into this thing, especially like... I, I, I feel like maybe women do it a little bit more, but I could be wrong. But just this, this, this people pleasing need, this need to say yes, this, this need of this person's reaching out to me, and this is they are in a emotionally vulnerable moment. How do I, how do I say no to that respectfully in a mm-hmm. way that they won't feel like I've rejected them? Because that's that's always the biggest moment for people, right? When they reveal themselves emotionally, if you slash somebody down like that, that can be traumatic for them, yeah. like depending on where they are. So yeah, forming that properly because you you are also vulnerable yourself and just displaying that and being like, hey, this shit's mine too. I gotta, I gotta clean house first. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I can't have, can't have guests when I'm cleaning house. Exactly. Okay, there's, there's that's too a, much, oh my God, there's I love mess that. that's, everywhere. That's <laughs> like, the most quotable moment of this whole episode. <laughs> I can't have guests while I'm cleaning house. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> oh my God. That's how I feel. If I had fireworks with me right now, I would set them off. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. No, it's exactly how I feel. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, set boundaries, people. Telling people no doesn't make you a mean person. Yes. There are definitely times where it's better for the other person as well if you say no. Saying yes when you don't mean it is meaner than saying no. It's so much worse. So much worse. It's so, it's it's ruder. It's not, it it is just not correct fun. And it's something that I am teaching myself daily, okay, daily of just like, yeah, just just say what you feel. Be honest. Yeah. Be like, I didn't like that, or no, thank you, or whatever it is. Because then you go, or you do, or whatever, and you resent, mm-hmm. and you're just the, the, you're mad in that space, and that's not nice. Yep, and it builds up, and that's an unfair thing that you've done to the other person as well, because that they were unaware of. They, they had unaware. no idea that they yes. were doing that. They were crossing any kind of line with you, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, like it doesn't have to be a big thing. It's just like saying saying no when you don't want to do things, like. Hey, do you want to go to this place for dinner or this place for dinner? I want to go to this place for dinner. And then you just go like, oh, yeah, that's fine. We can go where you want to go. Even just little stuff like that. If you do it enough over time, it's Mm going to build up inside of you. And then it's going to taint the relationship. And that stuff can be really hard to come back from. Oh, yeah, Um, for sure. Like, yeah, it's, it's hard to rebuild a friendship after there's been enough accumulation of that kind of like little resentment stuff. Yeah. Plus, like, who knows how long we all have? Just be honest. Just be honest. And, uh, like, it also builds trust, I find. Like, 
I had this big fear for so long of like saying no to people and or telling people when something was bothering me mm-hmm. and I just like press it all down thinking like oh this will this will be better for everybody if I just deal with this on my own or if I don't tell them what that this thing bothered me it didn't bother me that much so it's not really worth having like a big confrontation yeah, about it I'm probably so, overreacting yeah I'm probably overreacting or like oh well it, like it only bothers me like a little bit so I'm not gonna bring it up but then mm-hmm. I found when I started forcing myself to say those things out loud and have those conversations with people that it made the other person trust me more because they knew that when something is bothering me that I'm going to tell them. Absolutely. And so they can relax a little more because they don't have to be figuring out doing detective work to figure out whether or not that's what you really want to do, even though that's what you said that you wanted to do. And that's an exhausting position to put another person in. So if you just tell people frankly how you're feeling, then they know that they can trust you to do that in the future. And that, when like that makes them even feel more comfortable asking you for things because they don't have to only ask when they think that it's okay if you say yes you know Mm -hmm, like they mm -hmm. don't have to make the decision for you yep there's uh there's different levels of trust and emotional trust is on the 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 peak of everything Mm -hmm. it's like the that it's that top part and there is a difference between ha- trusting in somebody and having emotional trust in somebody. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm going to trust you with this piece of information, and I trust that you're going to speak positively to me, and you know, whatever, reaffirm whatever I'm feeling or whatever, whatever you need in that moment. But you're trusting that person with, with essentially like a, I, I feel like almost with like a couple of your brain cells. Mm-hmm. You're like, hey, here's my brain cells. Is this okay? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is fine. Or they can stomp on them. And you're like, well, I can't give you any of my brain cells anymore because mm-hmm. you stomped on the last ones. And I only have so many, to be honest. Right. <laughs> uh, we are very sadly coming to the end of our time. But oh, yeah. uh, we did we, it. <laughs> we end by me giving the guest a genuine compliment. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry to take so much enjoyment in your discomfort, but that was perfect. Oh. This is one of the reasons I kind of miss doing these in person because uh the the chairs in our in our studio are they have they have armrests on them and I can yeah. watch people like clench their fists mm. and like grab like, oh, God. onto the onto the armchair. It's a very common reaction apparently. Oh yes, definitely. Um, but yeah, uh, Rebecca reads, you're just, uh, I think that you're awesome. I think that you are so cool and funny and talented. Um, your comedy is phenomenal. Your album was so good. So good. (laughs) And like, you were one of these comedians who I was like waiting for you to put out an album. Oh, that's so nice. Thank you. Like, there, there have only been a, like a couple of those where uh, I'm like, oh, I cannot wait until this person has an album so that I can have their comedy at home and not only oh, be able to see them at shows. And that you're definitely one of those. You're such a good writer. Like you really see the, like, I wanted to say you see the work on the album, but it's not like mm-hmm. that because you don't. It's like, if you were just listening to it, it feels effortless, but it's, so so packed like oh thank every you. single line has something in it that's so clever like even things that you just push past and don't even leave a laugh for are so funny all of the little details in it in everything that you talk about are phenomenal and there are so many jokes on that album that i pop into my head like once a week <laughs> ah, thank you <laughs> all the time um but you're also just like you're such a such a good writer but then you're also just such a natural performer that even though your jokes are so crafted and so tightly written they don't ever feel rehearsed or like it feels like uh exactly what exactly what audiences want stand-up to be where it's like oh I just want it to feel like they're just coming up with this on the spot (laughs) And like, we're just, I'm just having a conversation with my cool friend, but I also want it to be like perfect and super tight and for there to be laughs all the time. (laughs) I feel like you're one of those people who's done that where it feels very much like I, like I'm just in your living room and we're talking, but it's, oh yeah, your comedy is phenomenal. I also just think that you're like, 
a super badass and oh thank you so much like very <laughs> I never feel that way so I really appreciate cool. it <laughs> oh my god wow oh do i not feel wow what? no i think i think you are look at my nerd chair look no, at my little nerd chair Come i think on. you're super cool and your nerdy back support chair only makes it cooler <laughs> it vibrates anyway <laughs> oh one last thing i also think that uh you are in a very rare position where i could see your comedy getting into people's brains and changing their minds about stuff in a positive way. Oh, like, wow. That's like a, wow. That's a really big compliment. Because, Thank you very much. Because of the way that you connect with an audience and like, because like your comedy has a feminist edge to it, mm, but I don't yeah. feel like it would scare people away. Like, Oh no, I like to toe the line a little bit. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, you're perfect that in that way you like, I feel like, uh, you your comedy works in front of so many different kinds of audiences and in different venues where like you could perform in front of people with different political beliefs and like alignments and stuff like that and be able to sort of bring them together for a minute which I think is a really beautiful thing oh thank you I mean I'm going to Edmonton next month so we'll see (laughs) right Edmonton (laughs) look out yeah it's gonna be different (laughs) okay you'll have your deep breaths Um, yeah I'm ready to go maybe there will be a bathtub at the hotel who knows oh god no never bath <laughs> no there would be a bath at a hotel oh. i would never take a bath at a hotel <laughs> like, oh, oh no no that's for like emergencies only <laughs> oh you gotta wash it first yeah it's a whole thing <laughs> oh boy but yeah i just i think that you're awesome and i'm well so thank you so much today tracy can i give you a compliment can we do that you're allowed but you okay. don't have to all right. Well, you're just like the nicest person ever. Love you so much. Your comedy is so whimsical and fun, and I love it every time. And that's the dopest haircut I've seen. Point. <laughs> there you go. Just a quick list for you. There you go. Thank you, Rebecca. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> and uh, listeners, go be nice to yourself. Take a couple of deep breaths. And remember that love is everywhere. Love is everywhere. <laughs>